welcome here to both Canton David, Chloe, myself, but also to anybody watching either now or in the in the future. Um, obviously, there's been some some change ups due to Code Red and uh, well, the subsequent changes to CMU uh, that have followed. So we cannot record in person anymore. So we're we're doing the best we can. We're we're making do with uh, the technology we have and and trying some new some new formats. Um, hopefully, this goes up on the Wittenberg Radio YouTube page. That would be awesome instead of the CM you page um yeah hopefully we can remain a weekly program doing uh it through this uh this medium but uh we'll see we'll do our best and because Welcome. david's here i need to say the medium is the message oh yeah yeah that's a classic yeah <laughs> kenton if you've ever ever even peeked your head into any of david's classes it's probably mentioned at least once a class yeah uh, well yeah, i had Jaden cron play uh Jaden Cron played Loby Bingo the other day in class. And so we all have our things that we rely on. And the funny thing is the students all know them. Yeah, we're, tra we're, we're trash talking McLuhan already. Like we're only, we're only like two minutes in and McLuhan's already getting a bad rap. I'm just trying to represent him, you know, for the brilliance that he is. But. Oh, it's, it's, it is brilliant stuff. But yeah, so basically over the course of this uh, unprecedented semester, as I've kind of mentioned before, um, CMU has seen a number of different classrooms, uh, specifically classrooms. Um, so I think we decided to, to bring in two professors that have been uh, pioneers in their respective rooms. So we've got Kenton Loby, uh, who has always wanted to teach outside and uh, got his, his dream come true to teach in the, in the courtyard of CMU. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in one of his classes that was doing this. And then uh, I believe that David has been a, a Zoom pioneer for, uh, for CMU helping out some people, um, pushing the platform maybe a little bit to make it a little bit more helpful. Um, yeah, first of all, it's, it's been a wild year. Did either of you ever think that you'd be teaching a class entirely online? Go ahead, Kenton. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have imagined, you know, in February last year, there was a moment in March on that Thursday when we found out that I think on the ride home, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Uh, prior to that, I could never have imagined vocationally saying what I'd love to do is really pioneer kind of outdoor hybrid teaching during a global pandemic. For sure not. No, it was uh, it's totally new. David, I don't know about you. You know, I, I actually I've been thinking about teaching a course online for years, uh, thinking that would be something a way of extending CMU. But. That, that was more in the abstract. So, but I, I actually had a ha occasion now and then to go, okay, so if I was completely online, what would I be doing? So not, not that I was clamoring for it, but I, I got to say, it didn't feel like a new idea. Uh, although this feels like, okay, I have not been in this kind of space before. So it, it is new, but the idea wasn't new for me. So well, I, probably... voc vocationally, Kent and I kind of had kind of an inkling of someday I should really try to deliver my stuff online and see what that would be like. Well, it that seems to be, I mean, you look so good in headphones, David, that I feel like one of the, <laughs> one of the things that we know for sure is that your history in radio also gives you a sense of, you know, of this kind of thing that we're doing the, the, the host and the, how much of that? Well, I'm not, I if, shouldn't ask questions, Dan, sorry, but what, like, if, how did, how did that help? If I, if I take my headphones off, 
like you can't even see my head against this wall. So, so I, I use the headphones as a way of just differentiating my body from the backdrop, right? So I was going to say at this point, they're like an extension of you. Like, I don't know a David without headphones anymore. I, I got to say that my, my years in radio, when I, I, I was actually teaching with my speakers on, and then I put the headphones on. I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is like so comfortable. I It, it just puts me in a... I have to be careful because I start treating students differently when I have my uh, headphones on because I go into kind of my talk radio mode and I realize that I just kind of end up there and I say things I shouldn't. Uh, like, like, cause like, I, what? I, like what? Like what? Like well, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, on radio, you're kind of I on radio now. What have well, you what have you said wrong? Well, no, I, I kind of call people out or I start joking. Like I, I, I kind of like interact with them in a way that like, hey, you know, like tell me about this or I see that in, in your room or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That really isn't a kind of a classroomish kind of thing to do. But it <laughs> it puts me into this. And I have to be careful that like the, that the students aren't just my guests on my show. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because <laughs> I just love the interaction. So anyway, it's a weird space, but it's fun. Does the camera change anything for you? For me, Be oh. yeah, being on camera. Does that seeing yourself in the top left? Oh, I, I got I got to throw that line, which I think you actually spun out a, a while back on Wittenberg Radio. I have a face for radio, not for television, <laughs> right? So, um, uh, so yes, the camera is a little bit daunting. I, I actually prefer the the completely anonymous audience if, in terms of my comfort zone, right? Like the audio I love because it focuses me on the voice. The mm. visual is just a whole nother layer to figure out. Anyway, Kenton, how do you like online? You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. When Dan asked me to do this thing, I was like, jeepers, I don't know. Like if I'm serious, you know, we're in this, we're in this, uh, we hear it every day on the news. Like it's not time to reflect back yet. We're still in the middle of it. <laughs> And, uh, and so that was one of the things that came to my mind. I've certainly noticed a real significant, I've done a few changes over the term and that might be one of the other differences is that we did a course in the summer. Um, and there was a few folks at CMU that did courses in the summer, all online. And I was really pleased for that all online experience. When we got to September, we did this hybrid thing, or I'm not even sure if that's the right word, but we had people in the screen and we had people in person and, my own kind of default as a teacher is to the person, right? Like to the, to the eye contact and, um, and realizing what the body can do in a classroom and having people sitting on the floor. And so that was kind of upended for me as that began. And that was replaced with being outside. And, you know, I bought a selfie stick and I was out with data on a phone. I had just got a phone in March because of the pandemic. And so, you know, I'm a Luddite by kind of nature and uh, have felt, you know, the intoxicating addiction of technology uh, on the upside, you know, this kind of like, whoa, the things that I can possibly do on here. Um, but I've also had a real sense of loss of, uh, of when I try and understand what the folks online are experiencing as I'm sitting outside in the courtyard or in the Assiniboine forest and students are building a fire or they're walking off into the forest to discuss Barry Lopez, Arctic dreams or what have you. Um, the folks online are still kind of sitting there looking at me and I'm like, how's it going in there? Like, and we're having these strange conversations. So I was really pleased. Uh, I actually made a move to all online the day that we made the move to code red. And I kind of did that about six hours before I knew, and I wasn't sure. Um, but, 
that move to all online was uh, really familiar and comfortable. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised and afraid to say it out loud on live YouTube, whatever we're doing here, that, you know, uh, that, that this online thing feels uh, familiar. It feels more familiar than what we were doing with the hybrid. So that's, that's, uh, that's a strange thing. I would never have imagined that rather than having half in person with masks and half online, I would have said, you know, after a little bit, I think I'd like to just do all online. I would never would have imagined that in March. Um, so that's all very new and it's kind of, uh, you're getting it raw and as it, as it kind of uh, percolates through here. Well, that's not something I could ever imagine Ken saying before this either. So I, 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 I just want him to hold up the selfie stick one more time. Just, <laughs> just kind of this like, uh, kind of this capitalist, welcome to capitalism, Kenton kind of moment, you know? <laughs> It was and great. It worked really iPad. well. I have an iPad. I have a phone. I have a big 21-inch screen and a laptop in front of me. And I feel like I'm at mission control. And so this, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I enjoy it so much that I'm a little bit, you know, kind of that Mennonite guilt thing is like, is this a good thing? Should I be thinking about this or no? But uh, Aside from having sold your soul, Kenton, you're, you're just fine. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is this Thank you, Brother Dave. <laughs> I was lost a long time ago. So <laughs> that's uh, one of the no, crazy it's, things. It's this totally semester, disorienting. Though. It's totally disorienting. Is all that I would say. And uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how it feels. And uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas break to do a bit of a post mortem on semester one, <laughs> and think about how we dive in because I don't think we're going to have the same period of time to sit with students in the classroom. And I recognize that was really helpful for me in the beginning oh, of the semester. Huge. Huge. Um, mm -hmm. So it's going to be another new thing for not just for teachers, but for students as well. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've heard from uh, my friends that have gone to other universities um, that are doing asynchronous classes is that they're really not enjoying it. And CMU uh, very early on um, made the call to not do asynchronous classes, mm -hmm. to do to do classes, no matter what, if it was online, you show up in your Zoom class for this time. Um, were either of you involved in the decision-making behind that? David, I think you were intimately involved <laughs> in that conversation. Well, there was this, this uh, online learning SWAT team <laughs> of, of, of faculty and, and, you know, about nine of us that spent all of May and June in, in these raucous meetings uh, trying to figure out what in the world this was going to look like. Now, we weren't the ones deciding about synchronous. I think John Duick early on, had had uh, for all kinds of reasons had some commitments that way. Although there was a lot of sentiment to say, you know, what CMU does well is is be together, uh, and 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 so that idea of how do we continue to to create that intimacy um, and synchronous compared to asynchronous was just one. It's not it's not in per it's not the same, but at least it 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 tries to get at that intimacy piece. So I, I don't know if that was even in my sense was it really wasn't in question all that much because there was just such a profound commitment to people wanting to be together. So everything was just funneled towards, look, we've got the space. We could probably distance like what can we do to try to be present? Uh, so so then it was more a matter of how, not not if. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, David, well, 
as you were on that team, that SWAT team, as you have described it, um, was a portion of that, did you, did you personally get to teach other profs how to like teach oh. a class over Zoom? How did that Can I answer this? Go? Can I answer this question, yes, please? go, Kenton. Um, so, so the SWAT I want to know what was... Kenton's going to say next. I want to know what he's yeah, going to say. Uh, it's, it's live. Um, yeah. When when the SWAT team was you know out on on call, they were doing their work, and th those of us that weren't were watching and you know praying and thanking and saying, "Oh, I'm glad that someone's thinking about this intently." And uh, but when they came to the point of whether or not there was going to be uh, how we were going to learn, right? This was a question of teachers teaching teachers, which is in itself a great thing. I love that. And um, it wasn't David's, though David has been an anchor in uh, kind of faculty-based learning uh, since May, since April, uh, and should be recognized for that, uh, whether it's, you know, SWAT team responses across the hall to my classroom or to a general kind of platform questions of Doodle, Moodle, whatever we're doing. Um, I think there, there, has been a, there has been a recognition that the, um, that the shift is going to require learning for all of us. And so when, you know, I remember Paul Dirksen and Christine Camp and Robinson getting up and, you know, they were teaching, they were teaching us in an online workshop about online teaching. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I'll stop seeding carrots to come and watch this. Um, and Paul Dirksen was, uh, was wonderful. Like he was playing Paul Dirksen in this film and uh, he was, you know, I'm not sure his syllabus was totally different about no devices in class. And he was wrestling in the midst of the workshop with the thing that he had to do. And Christine was gently talking him around it. And he was, you know, oh, okay. And I don't know if it was scripted or if they were just kind of collaborating based on the ruckus meetings they'd had, but it was incredible to watch the, uh, it was actually quite fun to be taught by my colleagues in a, in a classroom capacity building kind of way. That was something that I think the SWAT team did really intentionally. So, so what the model was is that, I mean, there were a whole bunch of faculty that took on different pieces of, of strategies and, everyone researched online learning in their own disciplines and then brought that in to larger faculty sessions. So we'd have like 20, 30, 40 faculty in a Zoom call and two people leading that conversation. So, and, and some of it didn't like, didn't work at all. Like we realized we didn't know how to do this, right? <laughs> like just in the mm -hmm. faculty meeting and then you figure it out. So there were a whole bunch of kind of pairs of people that took on different questions about how to do this and brought that resource in. Um, so, so it was super fascinating. I mean, we learned, we, we got to experience each other uh, as teachers, which we typically don't get to do. Right. So, so it was very interesting and, and some pretty intense conversations about what we thought was going to work or not. Um, mm -hmm. You know, where were the gaps? Yeah. So it, it was it was crazy intense, but it was also very fun. Yeah, you get to fill out the evaluations at the end. <laughs> I never saw that. No, 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 <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> when was the last time either of you took a class? Just out of curiosity. Two thousand and one. Well, I mean, it depends on what kind. Like I, I took courses a couple of years ago, actually online uh, through hmm. Duke University. Uh, which is which has served me super well. There were some amazing uh, instructors that that I got to experience, but that was more not a, it was more like a professional development ish yeah. type of scenario. So 
eight weeks, not 13, and not not quite as massive as what we're doing. Mm. But, yeah. Fair enough. Well, all this talk about Zoom and online learning, um, David, would you ever consider pulling a Canton and teaching some of your classes outdoors? I'm going to just- We did de- that. I'm going to defer to Chloe on this one. There she you is. Nice. my alibi. Yes, nice. I am. Let's have we it. have done that um, uh, <clears throat> right at the beginning of the semester um, in the, our Christianity in the mass media class. We had plenty of opportunities where um, where we would get a reading and we would all do the reading. Hopefully we would all do the reading before the class began. And then um, our the way that we would have our class discussion is we would like pair up and like go for a walk and then all meet back together at picnic tables and talk about it. And Honestly, I loved it. Like walking and talking, there's something about that um, yeah. that form of communication that like brings words out a lot easier than just sitting face to face. So yeah, we went outside. We had a great time. I would, and I will add, Daniel, to your question. All the, you know, when I walked into class and saw the sun was shining, that this might work. The only thought that went through my head was. Could I ever be like Kenton Loby? <laughs> Maybe this oh, is man. my moment to rise to, to, <laughs> to the call of nature. So well, I'm, you like, need to... <laughs> I'm gonna abandon I'm gonna abandon my slides, which felt like how could this be? And we went outside and it was super delightful. I mean We started those talking are... about Thoreau. Yeah, those oh, are some of the wow. best conversations. They really were. So That's I'm, the way to I'm get a... to Kenton's heart. I'm a total believer now. I'm a total believer. Like the outdoor classroom, I literally have thought if I can do that again, there was something about the quality of not being at desks and all that, that, that is just amazing. Yeah. So well, it's definitely one of the things that's, that's lost when you're sitting staring at a screen and, and I can imagine oh, yeah. uh, as a professor staring at a bunch of, of blank faces or blank, blank names that aren't saying anything back to you when you answer a question. I'm always in a situation where I'm like, uh, this is weird. This, I don't, I don't know what to do here. And I can't imagine I how question, weird that would be for professors. I have a question regarding that. What is kind of your percentage of like cameras on versus cameras off? Oh, you know, I have very little patience for cameras off. I know there's a big debate about it and I've just kind of resisted following it. Um, because I feel like, well, <laughs> I feel like you're not there when your camera's not on. So I try and do it gently. I haven't, uh, I haven't made anything in my syllabus about it and I haven't done anything in person about it, but I, ge- I definitely try and create, uh, a little bit of pressure for those who have cameras off, um, only because it does feel like you're teaching into a void then. And maybe that's the radio thing and maybe that would work. But again, when you have, when you have two things, I can still read, you know, Chloe's eyes going up and to the right there and going, is she interested in what I'm saying or is she thinking about her next question? And if your camera's, yeah, and I'm like, oh, brother. Um, But if your camera's off, I have no idea. And I've actually been really uh, encouraged when I can't use my eyes, you know, to say, Dan, I'm looking right at you now, um, which I could do in a classroom. I can vocalize and verbalize that in my teaching and draw people into conversation in ways where they think, oh, geez, I better pay attention. Loby's like, Loby's going to, he's going to be calling. He's going to be. Um, and so I like that part. That's part of the classroom that I really, I'm happy to find still on Zoom. I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted over, over the webcam because uh, the, the way that I see you uh, in person, and we know this is, is three, 3D, and it isn't as, uh, it's not as, 
as intimate as as in Zoom. I don't know how to explain that exactly, but like you can casually be looking at people in a classroom and it, it doesn't have that same intensity. Whereas if you are on your webcam and you're staring back at me and I point at you and say, do you want to say something? There's a kind of intensity to that. that oh, that no is, kidding. That's kind of like the, almost this affront for, for people. Like it's putting people on the spot, which if yeah. I did the same thing in class, it wouldn't come off that way. So I get it where like when I think about communication apprehension and people who are less comfortable in social spaces speaking. Uh, I've had some people who when we go to a, a breakout or something, they'll actually leave the class uh, and then come back in again. And and just through personal conversation and other things, I've realized they're not just skipping out. It's just that this is intense. This 2D into webcam thing is just got a different feel to it. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of half and half, you know, like some days I'm like, yes, I would love the video. But at the same time, I realize, I don't know how you experience it as students. Like, does it feel more uh, that's intense? That's a good question. Um, I would say from a student perspective, um, I, I understand the intensity, but I also understand like the intensity in a way of like invading someone's personal space, even though you're not in their personal space. That's like, is that, I'm is sitting, that how you feel it? A little bit. Like I'm like, oh man, like I'm, I'm in Dan's room right now. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at yeah. his posters. I'm like, yeah. he's got a bike. Um, but I enjoy having my camera on because I'm also the type of person, as Kenshin was saying, like, I'm very perceptive to like little changes in facial expression. Mm-hmm. And um, especially um, I'm in a lot of classes with David and um, he's a very expressive speaker. And that's something I'm used to in the classroom. So um, keeping that consistency with seeing his face as he speaks and being able to respond to it with mine is something that uh, I find important. I mean, it's super satisfying when that happens. Fun fact, there are faculty in faculty meetings Somebody was mentioning this. They will go unnamed. When we have 40 people in a faculty meeting, they'll spotlight one other faculty member and just track all their reactions to whatever's going on in the meeting. Just as kind of a form of of entertainment for themselves. Because instead of having the whole gallery view, they'll just pick one person. And and so it's like, okay, for today, I'm going to watch Carl Koop's reactions to our agenda or whatever, right? Which I just That's thought. Great. So then How other people are. That? Or you just have to to, to to like pin your one faculty member onto your screen, and then you can just focus on them rather than just seeing the the maze. So there are faculty who are starting to entertain themselves with other faculty members' faces and reactions. So. Well, yeah, that's a I, fun fact. I also kind of keep my cameras on or my camera on for for classes. Um, for that exact reason, I do a lot of reaction while people are speaking. So when when Candon or, or when somebody is talking over Zoom, I'll be sitting there like I'll be I'll be nodding to to what they're talking about. And if my camera's off, some, every now and then I'll just kind of look up and oh yeah, this doesn't matter. I'm not actually like I'm not yeah. necessarily doing it for uh, for the speaker's benefit, but it's just a natural reaction and it's helpful to see it. But do you two as professors, do you see that when we are like nodding along? Like, is that something that you guys recognize? Yes. Oh, totally. Okay. It's yeah. it's a big deal. 
It's a huge deal. Any any life, uh, any sign of life <laughs> is, is 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 profoundly appreciated in the Zoom space. Like like I see that nod. I you know even even if it's just momentary, it's like okay, I'm 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 still and, You're and reaching someone. Of, yeah, and part of why it's so strange is because as you know, we we rarely can have a lot of microphones on, so mm. it's very different from the in-person space and it's very different from my radio experience where there was always multiple voices that could be heard. And so the the space was full. Whereas if I am the only one with my mic on, it's silent. Yeah, It's just my voice. And that is just unnerving. So then the visual becomes super, super comforting, like it's super helpful. You know, yeah. if you want to make a professor's day, just look at them and nod into your zoom camera yeah. Yeah. And there'll be, I don't know that if you experience that, Ken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could name for you the students that do it religiously and they have reflected on their kind of listening mm. habits in class and they say, yes, I do this. And uh, yeah, it's it, it does actually make a difference. And actually it makes, it's like, um, like you're talking about, David, that nodding, that bodily reaction is a helpful piece. I've also noticed that when I'm online with not having a chalkboard. So I'm missing those bodily cues for thinking and teaching. Uh, that so much of my thinking happened on my way to the board. As the chalk was going over the board, I'm thinking what comes next. And without those tools, it's like without having the camera on, I do feel a little bit, uh, I, I can feel lost sometimes in there. Chloe will, and Daniel will recognize this. <laughs> yep. one, of, one of my things. I'm all, oh, yeah. He has to hold a pen. pen. Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You you held it up earlier and I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about how much um, profs would miss the chalkboards. Like the chalkboards are a oh. CMU staple. Kenton, are you okay? No, you know, the iPad. So I'll here, I'll confess to all of you, like $900 for Apple technology that the only purpose that I needed it for was to be able to write on the screen right so that when i'm talking i can mind map out which is the only way i can think uh and if i can't draw that out um you could both you know represent kind of the confusion that comes at the best of times in my class and so if i don't have that <laughs> that board in my hand then i can easily myself get lost and i realize that so much of my speaking and teaching and engaging is tied to the board the board's like another character in my teaching repertoire um so an iPad has been helpful for that or, you know, something you can write on on the screen. Um, and I know others, Chris is doing it online. Chris Hubner's doing from classrooms, but he has another camera just set on the board. So he's got one on him. Oh. And then when he goes to the board, he's got the chalkboard so that it's legible. And uh, yeah, those are interesting conversations and learnings in the midst of all this. So Kent, yeah. just for your, for your, uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, you can attach your iPad to Zoom as a second camera just with a cable and and now you can share do dual choose two things to share at the same time it just came out i don't so, even know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about See, i just you, figured out how to do screen mirroring so that if i'm sharing my screen i can click <laughs> ipad and uh but now you're telling me i can how can i possibly share two screens there's only one screen well uh, yeah i See, uh, I don't know how to teach you that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like David needs to create another course. Yeah. 
But it, this is oh, this is so part funny. of it, right? That the tech adaptation oh. is, and I feel like you know, I I'm curious how students experience it because I do feel like we're teaching digital natives, and I've experienced a whole lot of grace from students who are forever helping me. Dan, yesterday, how do you share a Word document on Office 365? And Dan's teaching me, and he's like, "Get your mouse up to the top left corner, Ken," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay." Um, but how that's experienced because it does feel like the screen time has been a different, I didn't learn this at your age. And so that, that whole concept, I'm, I'm interested in how that impacts kind of the work that we're doing as we're teaching now. And as we look back and loop into the learning and say, what was this all about? I actually, yeah. I did a presentation in the class this morning and I had to share a PowerPoint in order to do that presentation. And, um, with the prop I was with, I had to kind of go through it like, okay, like you have to allow me access. You have to press this button and this button. And like, I'm happy to do that. But what's the best part is like the gratitude you get from the prof. They're like, I'm learning so much. And you're like, the, the, the tables have turned here and it's a little uh -huh. weird. That's great. But, I love that. But there's certainly like, I definitely get a gratitude whenever, whenever I unmute and I'm like, okay, this is what you want to do. So it's definitely a little bit of an un uncomfortable situation teaching so the professor. But... Do you like the, Do you like doing that? Because I, I mean, I would I would just if you know rather than it being annoying, if you like teaching us, I would say I will ask you to do more of that. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is fun. The <laughs> I guess it's it's sometimes a little strange though when you're sitting in a in a, in a position. The the I mean, this is going right into into Canton's repertoire, but the power dynamics uh, between uh, the prof and and the teacher when you're you're sitting there at the start of class and, and the prof doesn't know how to get their uh, the Zoom to show up on one thing and the uh, you know the PowerPoint to show up on the other. It's like I could go up there and maybe do this, but how is that going to look? How are they going to feel about that? Me doing this in front of the entire class? Is it a little bit, a little bit grateful, strange? Grateful, grateful, grateful. Uh, I think, <laughs> okay, what, Chloe, that's helpful. Yeah. If it, it, I mean, from my side of things, uh, Kyla Wilm said the first day of school when we were sitting outside, I was like, so what is it that we need to know going in for students? She's like, extend grace, and I'm like, oh yeah. And I've found that students are doing the same thing back to us. And so that's how it's in my classroom. That's how it's experienced when because uh, looking like a fool in front of people on technology is something I'm comfortable with. Um, <laughs> but I'm also, you know, it's, it's also tiring. You're kind of forever trying to figure out how not to look like a fool. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I, I would say, David, you've created like this little legion of people who are ready to like help other profs figure out what to do, because I'll be in a class and something's going wrong. And I feel this like, duty as a communications major like i'm like i'm the one who has to say something here i'm a comm major i don't know dad if you feel that too a little bit yeah. yeah yeah well i'm so so glad that you now feel burdened with the obligation to carry <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way of putting it yeah yep. well and and i mean the interesting thing is that there's kind of a misnomer that because we're in communications and media then we must know technology this is part of, of that digital sublime the you know the ever magic technology that we must all be imbibing uh, because that's what you do when you study media and and i mean i've always been on this side of the microphone right i haven't been on the other mm -hmm. side as the tech guy so it's kind of been like i'm comfortable learning it 
and I've been around it, but, uh, you know, a lot of my May and June was just putting in the hours, uh, researching and digging and learning and then saying, okay, I'm willing to kind of bring that forward. But the, the, sometimes I think people thought I actually knew earlier in my life how to do this stuff, you know, which the fear factor wasn't there, but the, the knowledge wasn't necessarily so. Hmm. Well, my brother said to me, because he's been in a lot of online training type scenarios, he said the the one mistake that faculty, the biggest mistake that faculty will make is to think that in-person teaching, like to try to, to, to do the same thing online as they do in person, or to think of it as like, how close can I get? So um, this is so different from in-person that it's like, learning what the affordances are, learning what the new possibilities are. Like I, you know, Chloe, I've, like you offered this awesome track that I play on Spotify to start class. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a vibe thing and it starts to create a different kind of space. And I mean, it doesn't take much for me to play a couple minutes of music, but it makes a big difference how it feels going in. Well, you'd never do that in, in person. You don't need to. But online, maybe playing music tracks going in is actually not, like it, it actually mm. makes it better, right? Yeah, like I met, so. I'm like I, I learned that some other students enjoy the same type of music that I do in the beginning of one of your classes and we had a conversation <laughs> about it afterwards, right? Like that doesn't nice. normally happen. Yeah, so if you like my kids' playlist, that's what you're gonna get because myself, <laughs> my own personal taste would, would be awkward, but uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is this the David that says things he shouldn't say online? Is this where we're getting, what, what we're kind getting, of what? Okay, we're we're getting there. We're exactly Daniel. You're now noticing why I worry about these spaces. Yeah, I'm just curious what kind of awkward music you listen to. That's the, what I'm taking away from this. Oh, I, I just think it wouldn't be on your playlist. It's not that it's oh, okay. that it's okay. uncomfortable. It's just that it it it's not that robust. You know, it's it's. Uh, but I but I love the stuff that that i'm getting from other people right so as long Mm. as i can kind of Mm. do that i'm happy to play it but i have no idea if Mm. people like it or not right like Mm. i'm not a curator in that sense (laughs) well this has been an amazing discussion um i guess as as a kind of a final statement going back a a bit about what david was talking about uh with the uh or maybe it was kenton i can't even remember somebody was talking about uh, Mm. extend grace uh to students Mm. there it is um, but I, I'd really love to say that uh, I think all the faculty and staff uh, have been doing super well with all this, um, just in both in, in my own experience and the experiences that uh, have been shared with me uh, of my friends that go to different universities. I think CMU has handled this, both both the in-person stuff and mm. the online stuff. It's been incredible um, yeah. in, in every way. And uh, yeah, I think you guys have a huge amount. Yeah. Charlie kept saying, yeah, thank, thank the students for being, for, for how you've reacted to it. But uh, I don't think you can really say enough how much specifically you as the professors, as the instructors have, Mm. have really made this a, a doable thing. Mm. Uh, And that's been, that's been really great. Yeah. 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 No, it's very fun. You know, and uh, it's, it's lovely to have the familiarity of the season uh, present in the midst of what is otherwise very uncertain. And uh, that's the relational piece that happens in learning that I think is, ah, I'm excited that that's still present um, for a whole bunch of reasons, but uh, for a handhold in the midst of otherwise uncertain times, (laughs) 
you know, there's uh, yeah. the affordances like David talks about. Those are those are helpful ways to see. So, yeah, yeah it's good. Thanks for this conversation. This has been super fun. It yeah, sure thank was. you guys. It's been great. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for you joining. Guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, where thank are you we? for joining the like, Zoom. Like, where are we right yeah. now? I know. Thanks. Thanks for existing. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like, what is the word for Zoom? I don't know. Zoom land. Yeah. Sounds like a terrible Michael Jackson ranch. I don't know. That's not. I can't. I can't. Can I say that? Is that okay for me to say? See, uh, no, you're, Chloe's no, you're face saying, is saying no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no, you're saying things that you wish you hadn't said on, uh, on radio, right? Yeah, great, great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, what a great way to end this segment. It's so good. Uh, All right. So, Dan, does this mean we're getting into quick wit? Now, you two can stay for quick wit if you like, or you can head out. Up to you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in this. I'm going to turn off my video and my audio, but I'd love to hear the quick wit. Okay, sounds, sounds good. good. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to join in, Kenton, too, if you want. Uh, but <laughs> basically, the idea behind quick wit, a little segment that we came up with, uh, was basically because we can't do the Wittenberg door at CMU anymore. Um, just having a little, I mean, it's not ideal in the fact that Chloe and I are bringing in little quick Wittenberg segments, but uh, we'll spend like five or ten minutes on this and, and uh, each bring forward our own kind of statements. Chloe, do you want to go first? Okay. Yes, I do. I'm a little bit worried that yours is going to be like really meaningful and serious. Not saying that mine it's, isn't meaningful and okay. serious, but um, I'm just going to get into it. Cause this is something I'm very passionate about, especially right now. Um, it is acceptable to listen to Christmas music in November. Oh no. It is encouraged. It is good. I would say it's good for your health. Kenton loves it. <laughs> Man. Uh, okay. Let me keep going. So Christmas go for it. music yeah. in November, especially in this current season of unknowns. Um, I started listening to Christmas music much earlier than I have in just any other year. And it has provided me with so much joy. It has provided me with such like wonderful feelings of like coziness and familiarity when I'm in like, this season of unknown, as we're all saying. Um, and I would like to say to anyone watching, um, if you are listening to Christmas music now, if you are listening to Christmas music on November 1st, I commend you, I encourage you, keep it up. Um, just, just start blasting those Christmas tunes, your favorite albums. Um, yeah, that that is my quick wit. That is, Fair enough. I believe in it wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I I don't know if there's a, like a threshold that we reach in my family, but at some point, Steve Bell, comes on and, and starts singing um <laughs> david says now let's open up the line <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's in his he's in his his total radio <laughs> mode and that's i love it um yeah i mean i can't argue against the feeling that christmas music gives you or the feeling of christmas i i i also maybe, maybe i'm just a scrooge maybe i just don't you like are. christmas yeah here's the thing I brought this up and I made this my quick wit, especially because the other day there's a function of Spotify that allows you to see what your friends are listening to. The other day I was listening to Christmas music. I was feeling the happiest I've felt for a very long time. And Dan has, has the audacity to text me. And all it says is stop listening to Christmas music. I'm a Scrooge. He's a Scrooge. And I would just like to say if anyone else has gotten those <laughs> Those types of messages sent their way, ignore them. 
keep blasting that Christmas music. That is all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's understandable. All. I apologize. I retract my previous statements. Uh, and you. I'd like to add uh, to listen to Steve Bell's Christmas uh, album because that mm. is the best and nobody can tell me anything different. Um, I guess for my quick wit, I didn't, uh, you, you mentioned that okay. you thought I might I have a, a super, super in-depth. Um, it's not super, super in-depth. Uh, my statement is simply that um, there should be a greenhouse at CMU. For a number of reasons. Yeah, there's there's Canton. Yeah, showing up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. How come, Dan? Why do you say for, that? For a number of reasons. Lots lots to do with the land-based learning proposal that we're talking a whole lot about in in um, in our participatory local development class. But also, I had a great conversation at the start of the year uh, with my my friend Matt, who goes to CMU as well, and we were talking about good wintertime activities. And we both decided that we wanted to make a Quincy and have while, uh, yeah, to have a, an outdoor space that's still like indoors while COVID's going on, but also a fun activity. Anyways, yep. that was what we were thinking of doing, but just having a, a, an, a year round outdoor space at CMU, uh, and exactly, could a, a classroom and a greenhouse? I mean, my my thing, my my pipe dream is is there's, you know how Marpec has the the upper classroom on the mezzanine that's that's bigger yeah. than all the other study rooms. Yeah. That kind of a thing just kind of built into like a glass paneled oh. classroom uh, well, inside I'm, a greenhouse. I'm thinking back to my first, and I think, and I believe my second year at CMU, the conservatory was still open, and that was really close to CMU, and I would go there in the winters all the time. It was like. And you would walk in there, it would smell great. You would see green plants and you would just feel great. And I know that they're building another one. It's going to take a while, but one on CMU campus that we could have all year round. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole 10. host, whole host of interesting, helpful reasons based around classes, based around science classes health. could use it. Mm -hmm. Basically all of Kenton's classes would use it. I know that for a fact. <laughs> um, just, you could have little like, jazz in the conservatory for the music students you know yes yeah, singing singing inside the greenhouse that would be incredible <gasps> sing to the plants could do some some science classes around that oh there's, <laughs> there's endless possibilities aren't there that is a great quick wit dan thank you wonderful thank you. contribution yeah well i think <laughs> kenton would <laughs> like to say preach it brother dan <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate it appreciate it i uh if you like, if you like that quick wit, you'll like a uh, a Wittenberg Radio episode coming up relatively Ooh, soon. What a segue! Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I think that just about does it for uh, for today's episode of Wittenberg Radio TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from all of us, thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for Thanks. for joining us on the the yeah. Zoom web, whatever the heck thank we're in. Thank you for joining us Kenton. wherever we are. Mm -hmm. Wherever we are. Yeah. Anyways. Have a oh, David, a, saying goodbye. Bye, David. Thanks for joining Mer us. Merry Bye, Christmas. Kenton. Good night. <laughs>